0: Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of Responsive Design Weekly Podcast. My name is Justin and I am your host and curator, well, of this really. Um, That was a weird introduction, I got that kind of all wrong, I was a bit thrown out. Uh, The feedback in in the microphone was a bit weird. Anyway, welcome to another week, Uh, it's good to have you back. Um, This week, unfortunately for you... uh, I'm on my own again. So cue cue the sad music, but that's okay. Uh, We'd have some guests lined up, uh, but unfortunately, as with all things uh, best laid plans and whatnot, there is always a double booking. When I look at my diary for the week at work, it is full of double bookings, and it's no different outside of work as well. So thank you for uh, my upcoming guest for restructuring and rearranging your diaries to fit in with me and, and for, for working things out for you as well. But we've got some really cool stuff. But yeah, so Stephanie Water uh, was on last week and that was a really cool conversation. Um, she's a UX UI designer from France and you know, we had a lot of fun having a chat. It was good. It's good having a guest again. Yeah, but that's it. Um, but we're on our own again. But that's fine. So, because this week I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the H element proposal. Right, so, there's a new proposal that came out probably twenty days ago, and and two days ago, it just sort of it didn't blow up like handbag uh, drama style, but it kind of it it got at quite a bit of attention anyway. So I'm going to look at that and some possible reasons behind it. I'm going to do my best to explain its radio style uh, and why I think it's a bit rubbish, really. Um, but why it also makes sense in some situations as well. Uh, but before I get onto that, though, I did want to remind you, we've got a couple of sponsors again this week, uh, remind you that the SVG Summit is coming up very, very quickly. It's actually next Wednesday or this coming Wednesday. Uh, it's Wednesday the 15th of February. And if you use the code RWD Weekly, you get 20% off your ticket price. So SVG, it's a completely online conference, SVG Summit, Uh, is a completely online conference SVG itself is completely online as well Uh, unless you print it really, then it's kind of Offline, But anyway, uh, it's completely online. It runs over six hours. They've got six awesome speakers. And it kind of, uh, one of the headliners is Chris Coyer, who like literally has written the book on the subject. I'm sure you've read lots of stuff that Chris has written. So he's his speaking um, as well. Another one of my favorites, Sarah Drasner, who just does some cool, awesome automation stuff, uh, automation, animation stuff as well with SVGs. It's very, very cool. Uh, and the other one is ImageCon, uh, ImageCon 2017 that's getting put on by Cloudinary it's in San Francisco on March 1st uh, you can get along there if you go to imagecon.com and you can again use the code RWDWeekly and that will give you 50% off the ticket price uh, but that is an in-person conference so you have to at least be somewhere close to San Francisco so they're the sponsors for this week, so thank you very much, sponsors. Um, now yesterday, I came across a Twitter thread with uh, uh, Una Kravitz and Jake Archibald. I, bo- I follow both of them. I think they're both pretty cool, uh, and they just happened to be talking, so it popped up in my feed, and um, I didn't understand what they were talking about. So there was this thing. They uh, were going back and forth about this H element. So a H element has been proposed. So you know, like the header one element, so H1, H2, H3, H4. So like that, but without the number. So it's just H. So in theory, it's supposed to replace the header one to header six or uh, a best case uh, or worst case, it would work alongside it. So maybe don't get rid of it, but it's an opportunity to use the, the new element um, alongside of the header elements. So let's have a look at a bit of an example. So picture, and again, this is probably, you know, maybe not the best thing for radio, but picture this. So imagine you have an article page, like a blog page. Now, to start with, you have a blog headline, so like a, a header, kind of headline, like, New H element released could be a blog title. Uh, And then you'll have some intro text. And then usually after that, you lead off with uh, another heading, right? Uh, So you make your first point about it and you make that a heading and then you have some text and then you make your second point. So you use another heading and you have some text after that. And then you want to make a sub point about your second point. So you have a second point subheader. All right. And then you have a another subpoint about your second point, so you make another second point subheader. All right. and then when you finish with that, you go back and you make a new point, which is your third point, and you have a third point header. And that might have a subpoint, so then you have a third point subheader. And then you have a subheader for that subheader. So you have a third point sub subheader. And then you finish making your third point, and you make your fourth point, which has a header, and a conclusion, which has a header. All right, so this is kind of how you would map them out. Now, the way that would run, your blog headline is a header one. You, for all your points, so point one, two, your first point, second point, third point, fourth point, and your conclusion, they would all be header twos. Now, in the second point, we had two subheaders. All right, so subheaders that happen underneath the header two, you would name them header threes. And in our third point, uh, we had a, a sub, another subheader under our third point, so that would be a header three, and we had a sub-sub point under that, which would be a header four, right? So you get kind of the the hierarchy of it. And it kind of works down in that way. So you imagine it like a tree. Now, that's how that would work. However, in the new structure, in this new header uh, H element, there wouldn't be H1, H2, H2, H3, H2, H3, H4, H2. Instead, they would all be Hs, right? Every header would be H. Now, for me, I, I looked at this and and my first pass, I was like, well, how will they understand if you've got a header and then another header, how do you determine that it's a header two, right? So header two, does, it, uh, does the next H automatically be a header two, what if it's a subheader of that? How do you know it's a header three? Or what if it's a, a sub-subheader? How do you know it's a header four? Um, I was like, this is just stupid. How would you work that out? And so I went back through it and I had a look. Now, what it is is that every, uh, it, the idea of this is that it works in a similar way to nested lists. So, you know, when you do a navigation you have your top-level navigation, and then if you have any child navigation elements that come off that, you nest another unordered list or an ordered list inside of the list item of that, and so on and so forth, so that you have hierarchical uh, navigation. So we're used to doing that. And that's what this would require, so that every time that you need to create a new header, the, the H element, it requires its own section. So we start off with like an article, and then we have a header one, which or we have a header, and then when we want to include our header two, we would instead, we would drop a section in there, and then within that section, we would put another h element. And then if we wanted to make a sub point, so effectively a header three, then we would drop another section inside of the header two section, and then we would put a h element again. So you just basically, every time you want a new header, you have to nest a new section. And then you have to unnest your way back out of it to traverse back down the tree again. Now, for me, this is way too much extra work, way more confusing. And I think it's just harder to manage than a header one to header six. I think it, it's going to be a nightmare for anyone that uses a CMS And CMS WYSIWYGs, they're just not going to be able to implement this in a suitable way for content authors to correctly do it. Have you ever asked someone to try and sort of create a section or an article within a WYSIWYG? It's a a freaking nightmare. Now, if you could automate it and programmatically get it so that it works kind of all right, then, yeah, maybe you might be able to get away with it. But I just see massive problems with the CMSs that I've used in the past in adding extra sections and divs inside of an article that you're expecting someone to write. Now, as part of this exchange, um, in this week's newsletter, I've linked to the original sort of GitHub issues where it was dropped in there. Um, And Hayden Pickering pointed out that it could also be a nightmare to style. So at the moment, we might have a header three and we have a style for header threes and a style for header twos. So now will we need to actually go... In our CSS, section, 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 H to style a header three. That would be really weird. And then section, section, H for a header two, and section, H for a header one, and so on and so forth. So that would be super weird. And you don't really want to add a class onto these Hs, like H class heading three, because then it sort of defeats the purpose of of going to... A hierarchical system where you just nest them because then you're directly naming it a heading three when in fact it might not be a heading three um, in its current state. And I'll get onto that as to why, like some of the pros for this because there are some good reasons. So one of the things that he suggested, like Hayden about this CSS, is that you still do your styling with header one to header six. Right, so you still say, well, header one is going to be this big, header two is going to be this big, header three is going to be this big. Um, and the CSS just kind of it just kind of works itself out, right? So it knows that right this is nested three levels in, and it's a head, then effectively in the tree. It's like a header three. So for CSS styling wise, I'm just going to look for a header three in the in the cascading style sheet, and I'm going to apply that. So I think that's a that's a good idea to get past that possible issue. Um, some people have argued uh, as part of this uh, that. Um, uh, authors actually end up using headings as styles, right? So you're in a WYSIWYG, you want a big, like a massive bit of text that really impresses the user. So they're like, oh, which is the biggest style that I have? All oh, this H1 makes things really big, and this H2 makes things really big, and I want this H. So people end up applying the semantic markup of a header for stylistic purposes as well um and i i disagree with that comp- like entirely in I, I agree that that is a problem and that people do it and i disagree with the approach that people have in in doing that and i always just try and encourage people to look if you want something really big and standing out then what is it a pool coat is it is it something that needs to stand out can we give you a class that you can apply to pull it out so I agree that is a problem Um, but I think it's a weak argument uh, and I just think it will introduce other issues like I don't think that gets around it because if people then want things to stand out then they will need to apply a class to the element to make it stand out to make it look really big so why not just get them to do that in the first place rather than use one of the headings to, to make it big so one of the things that people are talking about as well is that the, there's a do, it helps with a document outline. Now I'm all for a, a more semantic web and and for uh, pages to be easier to be consumed by assistive technologies or just understanding the structure of a web page. Um, uh, in the HTML5 specification, there is a document outline ability, like uh, spec already part of that HTML5 spec, from my understanding, it's just no one's implemented it. So it's there and it's possible, it's just no one has bothered implementing it in any of the browsers, so it doesn't work. And so the argument for having the H to allow for a document outline, well, people still need to implement that in the browser, and if they haven't implemented a, a specification that already exists then why create a new specification for people to implement it if they haven't already implemented the one that already exists? And it could be that the one that exists is flawed, like our app cache was a great idea, and in practice it was just a bit crap. Uh, so then we have service workers, and that's slowly being implemented. So it could be that kind of situation. I don't know all that, like I don't know enough about it to make those goals and, and explain that. But it doesn't seem like it's fixing A problem that isn't already been trying to fix. Anyway, so let's look at the pros, right? So some of the things H1 to H6 it's limiting, right? If you want to uh, cascade down or if you want to document, outline something that you're writing to a header level seven or a header level eight or a header level 33. I suggest you're, you're doing it wrong but it doesn't matter. Um, if you wanted to go down that far there's no semantic way of doing that because we limit you to just header one to header six and I mean I don't limit you, The just people who built the web. Who started it, who did these specifications. So it's kind of limited. I've never, ever worked on a website where I've just gone, you know what, I could really use a good header seven at this point. Um, But perhaps you have, and there's probably lots of, no, I can't see any reason. But it's still a problem. It shouldn't be a limitation. And the other thing which would make this uh, application good is that um, we live in a world today where things uh, we we create modules, right? We have this atomic design style thing. Uh, we create modules, and is it modules not pages? We create patterns, not pages. Basically, we have these little modules, right? So you might have a latest news module or a feature article module, and that module might appear on the home page. It might appear at the bottom of an article. It might appear in the side page uh, sidebar, and depending on where it fits, it will inherit its own set of stylings kind of yeah so this is kind of why we want to uh, we want uh, element queries because if this module fits into a small area then we want uh, certain styles applied to it and if it fits into a larger area then we want other styles applied to it but how do we mark that up so we would normally mark up a module maybe with like a header one or maybe a header two but whenever we mark that module up we probably mark it up in a way that makes sense to us to put in a location that we already know about. And what if it we then decide to put it in a different location? So let's say we put it on the sidebar, right? And it could be the feature article. We don't have a, a header for it at all. And the, the top level heading is uh featured featured like it will just be the article name. All right. So technically it should be a header one. But then if we want to say uh feature articles uh all right, let's look at this. Let's say we have a sidebar and then we have featured articles as the header, right? So that's a header two, for instance. And then under that, we want to have this feature article because we're only going to feature one article. So then it should be a header three for the title, right? Now, if we then decide to change that sidebar and then all of a sudden we want to say uh, featured articles and then as a second level, feature articles this week and feature articles last week, then those will become secondary headers and the module that we're dropping in there, the headline for the article will actually need to be one level lower to still be semantic. So it could end up in different locations in different areas of the hierarchy of the page. Now, if you style it up with a header one, two, three or four, then it could be the wrong header level. So with this H element, if you just add H to it and you surround it in a section, then it doesn't matter where you drop it, it will inherit the right header element. So it will naturally decide what uh, document structure it needs to fit in with. So that I can see it being a good a good thing. Um, some of the cons, things I'm not too keen on, uh, I'm old, that's one thing, uh, and I like the web the way it is. I, I don't like to learn new things, um, which isn't true. Like, I love new things that come along. I'm really keen on uh, the CSS grid is fantastic, Flexbox is fantastic, uh, Responsive Design was amazing when it came out, like, a billion years ago. Um what else is coming i just service workers coming out like i love these new techniques and i love these new things that people are inventing and coming up with to make the web a better place and and an easier place to use and and reach a wider audience i don't see this as something which is solving a massive massive problem that's just me so please just leave it the way it is um you also possibly have the issue of like uh and i don't really believe this too much, but a lot of people uh, get annoyed with like div soup or article soup or section soup where our web pages are just full of divs and full of sections. And it's just extra markup that doesn't need to be there. Me, I don't really care too much about that, um, especially if it's adding some level of semantics to it. Um, but equally, I don't want to just keep adding sections for a, for a blog article that I'm writing that has multiple heading levels. It just seems like a nightmare. Um, the WYSIWYG horror that I mentioned before would be a nightmare to to get uh, content editors to do stuff with this as well. Uh, and also like when looking at source code, like if you're anything like me, I learned most of the stuff I know by looking at stuff that you built. Right, I go to your website and I'm like, that's cool. How did they do that? And then I look at the source or I look at the dev tools, right? And then I, I work out how you did it. And I'm like, oh, I'm totally going to steal that and do that on my site. And I'll go and do that. Um, and I remember when I was first learning, it was important to kind of, I really liked the people that took care with their HTML and they spaced things out nicely because you could see the structure of it and it kind of made sense. Um, if, I'm, if I'm looking at uh, like a deeply nested SAS file, all right, so uh, nest after nest after nest, it's hard sometimes to go, oh, there's that curly bracket, so that one belongs to that one, and there's a closing curly bracket, so that actually relates to, it's really hard to piece things together for me, and for this, I think it would be the same. Like if someone's looking at it and they're trying to work out what the structure of the article is, for me, I look at it, I'm like H2, H3, H4, H2, I, I get the structure. I know how that works. If I then have to look at, okay, so that's a H and there's a section and then there's two closing sections. So that means like for me, the documentary then just becomes harder to understand through the markup. It's probably a really small thing, but that's that's I, I like that stuff. So yeah, like that's kind of the, the crux of it. Um, there'll be a link in the show notes. There's a definitely a link uh, in this week's newsletter as well that you can go check out join in on the conversation because this affects, like imagine if you just were out of the web for like, you went on a three month sabbatical and you came back and, and all of a sudden you're like, what the hell is this? What is this new element that people are throwing around? How is this uh, part of our new workflow? It's because people talk and, and people contribute online and on this, uh, like on this GitHub issue register, It's it's not just like a couple of special people that work at Google and uh, WebKit and and Mozilla and stuff. Um, I mean, yes, they have a lot of swing, but it's it's all about people in the community contributing and showing. Well, this is my use case, and this is why I don't think it's a good reason. It's not you per. Well, it is you personally thinking that, but you probably speak for thousands of people that aren't ready to to get in like put their thoughts forward. Um, so don't wait for someone else to put your thought for. just drop it in there no one's going to say you're stupid um, they're going to read it they're going to take heed of it they're going to probably probe and ask you questions of like are you sure have you thought about doing it this way or we don't think that is appropriately or uh, we don't think that's uh, going to affect it for these reasons it's it's a professional thing right it's just people contributing but it's important that everyone's voice is heard and oh man in the in the days that we live in today it's more important than ever for people to speak up and be heard when they have their opportunities so i'd love to hear your thoughts like what do you think about the header element um do you think it's a good thing is it a bad thing do you like the h1s do you get frustrated with it do you think this will solve it Um, Am I thinking of, am I not thinking of some things like in, uh, would this be really good? I don't do any, like, I don't do any Angular or React apps. I don't work in that world. Um, Is this something which is just like a painful thing, which would just be solved? super quickly by implementing this as well. There's a lot I don't know, but uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Hit me up on Twitter at uh, at reswebdes or go along to responsivedesign.is slash contact and send me through a note or uh, just send me an email at justin at is I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, and find out what you think about the whole header element malarkey that's it for this week uh i hope you had a good week next week uh no guests for next week because we're still rearranging diaries but i promise we've got some good ones coming up um but until then see you next week cheers all bye